The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by North Fork Bank and its private banking department with Gabriel Safti. Hashem Ishmedehu Bihayehu. We would like to thank North Fork Bank and urge our listeners to patronize this generous financial institution. On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safti for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalom Rafael Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by the Safti family for the Hatzlaha of Alberto and Mauricio Safti of Geneva, Switzerland. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen. Daf Yud Gimel. Today's daf is being studied by Elu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied by Rufuah Shlema Rabbi Shimon. Ba'adani ben Habiba. Enna refana lo, enna refana lo, enna refana lo. Petok sha'ar hule'amu Yisrael. Amen. We begin today's daf on Yud Bet Amud Bet. 11 lines from the bottom. Starting from the words Tanu Rabbanan. Tanu Rabbanan, we have a braita. Irabo psul. Let's say the Kohen Gadol uh, became pasul. In his abodah. Uminu Aher Tahtav. So they uh, appointed somebody else in his stead. Second Kohen Gadol. And now, let's say the first Kohen Gadol became valid again. So he became Pasul. They appointed somebody else. And then he became valid again. Rishon Choseh L'Avodato. So the first Kohen goes back to his Avodah. goes back to becoming the Kohen Gadol. Sheni kol mitzvot kehuna gedula alav. And the second Kohen has a status of a Kohen Gadol. So the replacement, his status remains as a Kohen Gadol. Devrei Rabbi Meir. Those are the words of Rabbi Meir. Rashi on the third wide line. Kol mitzvot kehuna gedula alav. What does that mean? Lo poraya. Which means he's not allowed to grow his hair. Kohen Gadol cannot let his hair grow. He has to take uh, a haircut every, uh, at least uh, every 30 days. Velo Porem, he's not allowed to rip his clothes, let's say in Avelut. Ve'enu metameh kerubim, he cannot metameh uh, uh, himself to his relatives. Umuzhar ala almana. And as a Kohen Gadol, he cannot marry a widow. And when he serves, he serves in eight clothes. So you see, the, the Bimir Shita is the second Kohen remains a Kohen Gadol. The Biyose Omer, Rishon Chozel Avodatop. The Biyose agrees. The first guy, when he becomes valid again, he goes back to his job. Sheni, but the replacement, Eno Raui, Lolo Kohen Gadol, Velolo Kohen Ediot. He's not Ra'u, he's in limbo. He's not fit for a Kohen Gadol anymore, nor is he fit for a Kohen Idiot. Amar B'Yosef, Ma'aseh B'Yosef ben Elim. There was a fellow by the name of Yosef ben Elim, Miss Sipuri, from the city of Sipuri. Sheirabo psul b'Kohen Gadol. So what happened? The Kohen Gadol became pasul. Uminuhu tahtav. So they put Yosef ben Elim as the replacement Kohen. And then the original Kohen got, became fit again. So now they want to know, what do we do with this Yosef ben Elim? The first Kohen goes back to his job. And Yosef ben Elim now, the second, is not fit for anything. Not a Kohen Gadol, not a Kohen Ediot. Why? Kohen Gadol Mishum Eva. You can't make him a Kohen Gadol because it'll lead to strife. It'll lead to Mahloket. Can't have two Kohen Gadols. 
because now it's going to cause uh, uh, you know uh, a fight between the Kohenim or jealousy. Kohenidiot, you can't lower them down to a Kohenidiot either. Mishum ma'alim b'kodesh velo moridim. Right, you're not, once you're a person with eight begadim, you can't lower him down to where the four begadim, that's a lower level. So therefore he's stuck, he's in limbo. He can't serve as a Kohen Gadol because it's going to cause him, uh, cause Eva, it's going to cause strife. He can't be a Kohen Idiot because it's going to be uh, involved in Ma'alim Bakodesh Ve'en Moridim. Comes Rashi, let's read Rashi. Eno Ra'ui, Kedomar, Eno Mishamish B'Mikdash, Lo B'Shmona, Kikohen Gadol, that's it, he's in limbo. He cannot serve not as a Kohen Gadol, not as a Kohen Hediot. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Abba Bar Amar Rabbi Yohanan, Halakha Kirbi Yoseh. Halakha follows Rabbi Yoseh. That what? The second Kohen Gadol has no capacity. Not Kohen Gadol, not Kohen Hediot. But the Biyose agrees. But the Biyose agrees. If let's say that Kohen Gadol, the replacement, let's say he served, his service will be kasher. Why? Because really, in principle, he's a Kohen Gadol. The only reason why we don't let him serve is a Kohen Gadol, because of strife. But that really means Torah is a Kohen Gadol. So if he served in the capacity of a Kohen Gadol, his Avodah is going to be Keshira. Amar Yehuda, Amar Rab, Halakha, Kirbi Yoseh. So Rabbi Yehuda said the name of Rab, that the Halakha follows Rabbi Yoseh. That what? That the second Kohen Gadol is neither Kohen Gadol or Kohen Idiot, but if he served, Keshira. Umodeh Rabbi Yoseh, Rabbi Yoseh agrees, She'imet Rishon, that if the first Kohen Gadol died, that the second, the replacement now can go and become a Kohen Gadol. So Gibra says, what do you mean, Peshita? Of course. Which means, what's, 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 what's the problem anymore? Which means, the Chaurah, he is a Kohen Gadol. The only reason why you said he can't be a Kohen Gadol is because of strife. Well, now that the first Kohen died, so there's no more strife. So why not put him as the uh, Kohen Gadol? So the Gemara says, Because then you're causing him to be his rival during his lifetime. Because if you, if you allow the second Kohen Gadol to take over, so when they're both alive, it's going to be uncomfortable now because... It's like he's praying for him to die. Because he knows once he dies, he can take over. So you, you know, maybe you think you're not going to allow him to take over his Kohen Gadol because you're creating a rivalry when they're alive. That's Sarah um, Mehaim. The word Sarah is usually used when a man marries two wives. So the second wife, or the wives to each other are called Sarot. Rivals. Because it's envy and, and jealousy. Kabash Ma'la'an. We don't worry about that. That once the Kohen Gadol dies, the replacement now can go as a Kohen Gadol. Now let's just uh, say uh, that she over here. That she is on the bottom of Yudbet Amudbet. We'll start from Shi'im Avad Avad. It's one, two, three, four, five lines on the bottom. That if the Kohen Gadol served, the second guy, the Avodah is Keshira. Bishwana Bigadim, the Kohen Gadol, Avodah is Keshira. The Kohen Gadol, because really is a Kohen Gadol. Ela, the Amru Rabbanan, lo lishtamesh mishum eva. The only reason why he's pasul is because of strife. But in principle, he's a Kohen Gadol, so if he served, he's Keshir. Aval darba'a, vaday pasula. No, but if he served with four begadim, of course it's pasul. Why? They have a hasid begadim. Because the Kohen Gadol that wears four begadim, the Avodah is definitely pasula. Shechozir sheni l'avodato, the kuna gedula. Peshita. Of course he should go to be, be able to serve. Ta mishum eva u nefsir. And now that the Kohen Gadol died, there's no more eva. Ma'u de tema mishum eva nefsal afla achar mitat rishon. I would think maybe this eva is pasul even after the first Kohen Gadol dies. Why? Diyamat yishamesh achara, because you're going to allow him to serve after habidet sarah mehaim. He's a rival in his lifetime. Right. Like two wives that are rivals to each other. Right. 
Because they could be saying, oh, this coin's waiting for the uh, first coin to die. Peace, Shemesh. No, we don't suspect that, that it's okay. Now, let's just make some insights on this uh, Gemara very quickly. One of the things the Gemara said is the story of Yosef ben Elim. That this Yosef ben Elim, uh, he was the replacement Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol became Pasul. Now the Mephashim explained that this was talking about on Kippur. The Kohen Gadol, obviously, that, that, that you need him on Kippur. So he became Pasul, and they put Yosef ben Elim in between. So um, the Rashi in Pirke uh, Avot, in, in Perek He, says the following. One of the miracles that happened on Yom Kippur throughout the history of the Beit HaMikdash was a Kohen Gadol never had a seminal discharge on Kippur that would render him Pasul. So he says, Since it's the Tum'ah that emanates from the Kohen's body, that would be a very uh, se- severe or disgusting type of Tum'ah for the Kohen to get. Which is, was only referring to where the Kohen Gadol became Pasul from something else. It was not Keri. And that story with Yosef Ben Elim. Uh, in the times of the Beit Hamikdash, Psul Achir Haya. It was a buzz of different Psul. Kegon, Mahmat Sheretz. Either they touched the Sheretz or Tsinurash Shel Amaris, or let's say the spit of an Amaris, which Tachanim put a Tuma on it. So therefore, that's how the Kohen Gadol uh, became Tameh. Now, the Tosfot over here has a question. Dibura Matchel Kohen Gadol Mishum Eva. The Tosfot's question is like this. You're telling me that according to the Biyose, the second Kohen uh, cannot be not a Kohen Gadol, I mean the replacement. He cannot be a Kohen Gadol, nor can he be a Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol he can't be because of Eva. It's going to be strife. Kohen Gadol because of Ma'alim Bakodesh Ve'emmuridin. So Tosfot asks, what do you have to give that reason, Ma'alim Bakodesh Ve'emmuridin? Just say simply, once you tell me that the reason why he cannot be a Kohen Gadol is because of Eva, that means really he is a Kohen Gadol. In truth, he's a Kohen Gadol, but because of strife, we can't let him serve. So once you're saying that, the reason why he cannot serve as a Kohen Gadol is because very simple, a Kohen Gadol cannot wear the clothes of a Kohen Gadol. He has to wear eight Begadim. Which is, in truth, this replacement guy is a Kohen Gadol. The only reason why we're not letting him serve is because of strife. And that's a rabbinical item. That's, uh, you know, Achariv came along. So therefore, very simple. He's just saying, you can't be a Kohen Adyot. Because he's one way he's a Kohen Gadol. You don't have to come on to Ma'alim Bakodesh, Ve'emoridim. It's obvious that he can't be a Kohen Adyot. He, he cannot wear four begadim. What do you have to come on to like a, a new Sevara? So that's the Tosfot's question. Let's read that inside. Hekshari. Medekamar ta'ma mishum eva. And in fact, that he told me Michlal Adin Kohen Gadol Right? Ela is a Kohen Gadol Medoraita. Ela Gazu Be Rabbanam Mishum Eva. Vetema Imken May It's Tzadik Leferushet Ta'amad Kohen Gadol Mishum Ali Bakodesh. What do you got to come out to the reason why it cannot be a Kohen Gadol? Because the Kohen Gadol because of Ali Bakodesh. Tipukle Mediyafina Mikrab Perik Shidiz Vachim the Kohen Gadol Shlavash Begdei Kohen Gadol Ve'Avad Avodat Opesula Mishum Mechosar Begadim. Bottom line, he can't be a Kohen Gadol, because a Kohen Gadol that wears eight cannot wear four. And if he wore four, his avodah is Pesulah. So scroll down a little to the Vyesh Lomar. Tosfos answer. The Kohen Gadol mitmane bepeh umistalek bepeh. Tosfos gives us a clarity. How did the Kohen Gadol become Kohen Gadol? It's verbal, which means that with the king, like he brings down from the Gemariot, that the king or the Kohanim's brothers would go verbally and say, you are the Kohen Gadol. And in certain cases, he could also be Mistalik Bepeh, which means he's also uh, removed from the Kehuna also verbally. Now, what does that do with, 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 with the answer? Tosfot's giving us a cloud. You should know that Kohen Gadol's um, appointment and his removal 
is done verbally. So the Pnei Yeshua explains what uh, the intention over here of Tosfot is. He says like this, Pnei Yeshua, Achen moridim oto mekehunato. Really, uh, we would be able to make this Kohen Gadol, technically, lower him down to a Kohen Idiot. Which means since the only way he became a Kohen is verbally, so therefore, just like you can make him verbally a Kohen Gadol, you can undo him verbally. So therefore, the Havamir, the Gemara would be, I let him be a Kohen Ejot. Which means, I, he can't be a Kohen Gadol, Eva. So, ter, so, so remove him. Just like you verbally made him a Kohen Gadol, verbally take him out. Now make him a coin of yod. Ah, uh, side problem. Malim bakodesh ve'en moridim. That's the way the um, the pnei yeshua understands it. So kevan she coin gadol mitmane b'dibur bilvad nitan gam lebatel it minuyo b'dibur ve'davar ze masur b'yad amelik ve'koanim. And therefore, I would have thought that so it comes out according to the pnei yeshua's understanding. They really can remove him, yeah. which means he's not a kohen gadol anymore. He's, he loses his status kohen gadol, but he still can't serve as a kohen yot because of the problem of uh, correct. Because he cannot uh, be. Well, the re- reason why they're removing him, uh, he cannot serve as kohen gadol anymore, and now not a kohen yot. Even though technically they could make him a kohen yot by removing him, but because of Malibah Kodesh, he cannot. Now, the Tosfot Ibuda Matkil. On Yud Gimel Amur Aleph, Halakha Kerebi Yosef. Tosfot asks the question like this. Tosfot says, we have a principle usually, that, Hilchetale Meshiha, the Gebarah usually doesn't tell us Halakhot, that do not have application in the present day. So the Gebarah comes along and says, and this is my local over here regarding the Kohen Gadol, what the second Kohen Gadol's position is. Halakha Kerebi Yosef. What's the coming up for us to know that This is an item for the times of the Bet Hamikdash. So, what's the pshat halakha? How does this uh, translate to us? Halakha could be Yosef. So, the Tosfot has a few answers. One answer is like this: Really, it does have halakha ramifications for our time. Let's say for positions of Gidula that we have in our generation. Let's say we have in, uh, um, in a uh, institution a Nasi, a president. And something happens to the Nasi that he becomes, he's rendered, let's say, unfit to serve for a certain uh, while. And they appoint somebody in his stead. Then he becomes fit again. So therefore, we have to know exactly, can he get his position back or not? According to the Biyosei, we say he gets the first position back, but what? The second guy, you still have to treat him with uh, respect. Because although he can't serve, not as a Kohen Gadol, Kohen but he does have a certain, a certain status. So therefore, there is a usage in this halakha to apply to um, the cases uh, today. Furthermore, the Tosfot said that uh, that sevara of Hilchetal Mashiha, well, you bring halakot for the Mashiach, we'll cut halakot. He says, we don't, we don't hold like that Gemara. He says, that's following uh, uh, Rabbi Yosef, but the Maskara, the Gemara does bring some cases that might not have practical application. So, therefore, uh, their logic is, Derosh Vekabel Sakhar, which means, yeah, learn it, man, you get reward, Talmud Torah. Well, it has to have an application. But you learn Lashem Shabayim. Halakha could be Yosef. But what's the guy do for me? Nothing. I'm just learning it to know that is the Halakha. Lashem Shabayim. Drosh, the Kabel, Sakhar. Okay. Now, the Gemara then said that the Yosef is Modeh. That if the second Kohen served, Abudato, Keshira. So, he says like this. Obviously, the reason is because technically he's still a Kohen Gadol. Right? The only reason why they're possessed is because of Eva. So his service will be uh, Kashir. Now, the Gemara then said if the first Kohen died, then the Biyosei agrees, put the second one in his place. So Tosfotarosh writes, 
It doesn't mean that he automatically inherits the position if there's a better Kohen. Meaning if there's a better candidate, of course you take the better candidate. The point is, he can be a candidate. Which is, if he's the best guy, put him in. Put him in, there's no problem. If there's two equals, you take the coin that served once already, take him as the, uh, 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 back to the coin Gadol. Now, the last point over here is, the Gemara said, I would have thought that what? That you don't take him as a coin Gadol. Why? Because he might be considered Salah Mehayim. You're creating a rivalry. So, the Hazon Yehazkel says like this, when they would, let's say, appoint somebody else under the Kohen Gadol, a Kohen Gadol's son does not have any precedence to take the job, you know, in the place of his father. He proves it from this Gemara, which means if Kohen Gadol was a Yerusha, what do you mean, Salam Ha'im? It's always going as an inheritance. Ella, mm-hmm. since the Kohen Gadol was serving, his son does not have rights to the Kuna automatically. That's why I would have thought that this replacement Kohen is a rival in the lifetime of the Kohen. Because no. if the Kohen's son's taking over, you don't have a shot. So what do you mean? There's no, there's no rivalry. So Hazrat wants to prove him here that you see that the, it's not an inheritance over here, that it's open to the best uh, candidate. Okay, now we continue. The Gemara further comes. The Gemara says, "Rabbi Yehuda Amir Af Isha Acheret Matkinino." So the Gemara said, the Mishnah said like this. Back to the first Mishnah that we learned. The Mishnah said, everybody agrees. You set another Kohen Gadol up just in case the first Kohen Gadol becomes Pasul on Kippur. Rabbi Uda says, not only do you set up a second Kohen Gadol, but you set up a second wife. Just in case the Kohen Gadol's wife dies, and we know that he has to be married, so therefore he has a second wife prepared. So the Gemara says, What do you mean? The rabbis, you are concerned about maybe. Meaning, when it comes to Tum'ah, you were concerned that maybe the Kohen is going to become yeah, yeah, Tameh. Right. So just like you worry that the Kohen is going to become Tameh, so you prepare a second Kohen in, in, in place, you should also prepare a second wife in place just in case he dies. Which means, Hakamim, you are concerned, Shimme, something might happen. So therefore, why aren't you suspecting that the Kohen Gadol, he might, his wife might die? So you have Abi Tum'ah Mita lo a simple answer is, listen, there's a difference between uh, getting pasul and somebody dying. Tum'ah is prevalent. It happens. So therefore, I have to prepare for a situation of Tum'ah. But mita, that's already not shkiyah. Now, what do you mean? Rabbi Yehuda holds mita shkiyah? Of course not. You can't say Rabbi Yehuda holds mita shkiyah. Mita is really not shkiyah. So what's the explanation of Rabbi Yehuda? So the Mephashim uh, explained, I saw over in the Abiyah Nahal, he says, like this, Shemishum ma'alat kaparat yom ha-kipurim, yesh ta'ush gamnu davar she'eno shkiyah. Which means, you're right, normally we don't suspect from Mita, but this is Kippur over here. And since Kippur has a special, important day, so even things that are not shkiyah, you're going to be suspecting. And the Rabbanan say, no, we keep the regular principle, Mita, lo shkiyah. Comes the and continues, Amru lo. Right, so the rabbis mm-hmm. told Rabbi Yehuda, mm-hmm. They told Rabbi Yehuda, are oh, you going to start preparing a, a second wife? <laughs> maybe prepare a third wife. Because <laughs> maybe the second wife is going to die. And then the, 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 there's no end to how, how much you could be suspicious. And the Davar Sof, that was Al-Kamin's challenge to Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara says, Shapir Ka'amri le Rabbi Yehuda. That's a good question they asked to Rabbi Yehuda. How does Rabbi Yehuda answer that? It's okay, listen, there is a limit how much you're going to be to Mita. One, you suspect. But two already, that's uh, far-fetched. You're not going to Hoshesh for two. The Rabbanan, so now the Gemara says, according to the rabbis, 
you're going to start suspecting, then already you have to suspect four, more than one, even two. Which means that's it. Once you're suspecting, end of the Vasov. Hold it. Let the rabbis ask this question on themselves. Because when it came to Psul, didn't they say they have to set a, put a second Kohen uh, just in case the first Kohen got becomes Psul? So they should ask this question on themselves. Hey, rabbis, put, uh, put two, three Kohanim just in case the second guy becomes Psul, the third guy. The same question they asked on the Biuda, the Gabir, the second wife, you should ask on themselves. So Gabriel says, Amri Banan, Kohen Gadol Zarizu. Hey, listen. The Kohen Gadol is Zariz. He's careful not to become Tameh. Which means, it's possible he can become Tameh. So we'll put one replacement. But we don't have to put more than one, because the Kohanim really are careful. So the Gibbons hold it. If they're careful, don't put anybody. What are you putting a second credit off? You tell me he's careful, don't even suspect it. So the Gibbara says, on the contrary, that's why he's careful. Because now he knows there's a rival over there that might take his job, so he's more careful not to become Tameh. So therefore, that protects him from becoming Tameh. So therefore, he knows, he knows that if he, if, if he gets Tameh, somebody else is going to take his job. So therefore... So therefore, we put a second Kohen over there, and that, that should do it. That should make the Kohen Zeriz enough that we don't have to suspect of Tum'ah. And the Gemara continues. Umi sagele betakanta. Is this takana help? Which means, according to the Biyuda, we have to prepare for him a second wife. Just in case his first wife dies. That is, the Kohen Gadol's wife dies on Yom Kippur, then he's going to be wifeless, and the Torah says he has to have a wife. So the Gibran says, so they prepared a second wife. So the Gibran says, is that takana? Is that going to help anything? Beto amarachmana. The Torah says it has to be his wife. Ve'ach la betohi. This second lady that they prepare is not yet his wife. So the Gibran says, the mekadesh la. So we're saying that what he actually was mekadesh. I mean, before Kippur, he made kedushin. Gibran says, ve'achama de lo kanisla la betohi. Doesn't matter until they actually consummate the marriage with a nisuin, which is the second state stage. It's not considered beto. So the Gemara says the kanisla. Okay, so he made a kiddushin as well as a hupa nisuin before kippur. Gemara says, but now you have another problem. Imken havale shene batim. Now he ends up having two wives on kippur. V'rachmana amar v'chiper ba'ado ba'ad beto. Torah says he has to atone for his bayit. Bayit means one. In this case, he has two. So therefore, what's the case? Kabbalah says, Dehadar Megareshla. You know what the case is? He subsequently divorces her. Which means he marries her before Kibbutz and divorces her. Kabbalah says, Imegareshla. What does that mean? If he divorces her, We're back to the original question. Because why? Now, he's not married to her, and therefore if the first one dies, the second one is not married. So it's not considered beto. So the Gemara now is going to give a list of uh, seven different possibilities. Six of the possibilities are going to be rejected. The seventh, which will be at the, uh, the Amud Bet, is going to be the final acceptable scenario for this case to happen. I want to point out that as she says that on each of these cases, the Gemara is going to ask a question, why it's not a viable case. The Gemara could have asked other questions. You know, each case has several uh, uh, possible refutations. The Gemara only chooses uh, one of them. And furthermore, the Gemara knew the final answer. However, it's just going through the cases just to... Uh, um, uh, Eliminate them in order to get to the final uh, solution. So the first case is like this. First white line. No, Sedicha, you know what the case is. The Megaresh La Al Tenai. Now let's review this principle for a second. Of course, a person, uh, if he gets married, he wants to get divorced. So he has to give his wife a get. That's, of course, a halachic legal document. It's the only way you can get a divorce. Now there is a possibility that a person can also make a conditional get. Call it a get al tenai. Which means he hinges the get on a certain condition. 
So in this case over here, he will tell his wife the following. He tells her, Which means, this is your get on the condition that you die. Now, what does that mean? Let's say his wife does die. So that means the get was valid. Because I'm giving you a get only on the condition that you die. So that means from this point now, retroactively, the get is a get. What do we gain by this? That means if let's say she dies on Kippur, right, one of the wives, the wives that the condition was made to, she dies on Kippur, so retroactively there was a get before Kippur. And therefore he was only married to one lady. So therefore we solve the uh, dilemma. Where he gives a conditional get. Al-Menat Shetamuti. So the Gemara questions this. The Dilma lo ma'ita. Only problem is if she doesn't die. If she doesn't die, she's married as well as the first wife is married. And it's considered two houses, two wives. The Gemara rejects it and gives a second possibility. The Amalai tells his wife, The opposite case. Your get is a get on the condition that you don't die. Now, let's work it out. If she doesn't die, so retroactively she was divorced from the beginning of Kippur, and therefore he only has one wife. So the Gemara says, If she does not die, meaning the lady that the condition was made to, she does not die, So then she is divorced. Now, And in the event that she dies, so then she dies as well. He's only married to the other wife. And therefore, he only has one wife. So seemingly we solved the, uh, the solution. We solved the case. Gemara says, no, we have a question in this case as well. Vedilma, he lo meta. We're concerned that what maybe the wife that the condition was made to, she's not going to die. And what's going to be? A get. This get is going to be a get. And the other wife is going to die. And therefore, He's not going to have a wife at all. And uh, that's not valid. So that case cannot be the case. So the Gemara moves on to the third scenario. Ela de Amarla. Which means she made a condition to one of the wives that what? If any of you die, meaning if you die or the other wife dies, you are divorced from now. Again, so what do we uh, gain over here? So the Gemara says, uh, Which means if one of them dies, so then automatically she's divorced. One of the wives are divorced, because that was the condition. So again, if uh, one dies, I mean, let's say the uh, lady that the condition was made to, uh, if she dies, so then already you have the, the other wife is still alive. Now the Gemara has a uh, text over here, we'll read the text, and then we'll discuss the inherent problems with the text. Now, mitah. Now, if the uh, other lady, the lady that the condition was not made, if the other wife that the condition was not made dies, ha kaimaha. You have the other wife. Now, that's not so because if the lady that the condition was not made to dies, so then already the other wife was divorced because that was the condition. But the condition was if one of you die, you're divorced. So therefore, this uh, option is, if anything, a refutation to why the case cannot be valid. And therefore, the Acharonim scratch these words from the text. Now, the Gemara is going to refute this scenario in any event, but, uh, like I said now, the refutation is really obvious from this uh, scenario. Again, in the event that the, uh, we'll call uh, uh, the wife that the condition was not made to, if she dies, so she's not around, and the get on the conditional wife was effective. Comes out he has no wives. In any way, the Gemara says another refutation. 
which is what? Dilma lo maita velo hadaminayu. Well, that's obvious. If nobody dies over here, you have a problem as well. Because the get was only condition of somebody dies. If nobody dies, havela havile shitne batim. So he's going to have two wives. Ve'od ki hai gavna mi avegita. That Gemara goes into a, 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 a side point uh, technicality over here that in such a case where you're putting a stipulation on, the, on, the, on her that it's a get only if she dies. That's not even a good condition. That doesn't work by gitin. Why? One of the things of a get, the Torah says, Koret means it has to be final. It has to be, it has to cut. It has to be a... A, a total break or separation where she's not yet still attached. And therefore, Rabbah said, for example, if a person tells the, his wife, this is your get on the condition that you will not drink wine for your whole life. So technically the lady is attached to the husband her whole life because it's dependent on if she'll drink or not. So since he put the condition on her, so this is not considered a kiritut. Uh, however, Rabbah does say, if let's say he says, I'm making a get, this is your get, on the condition that you won't drink wine as long as so-and-so is alive. Meaning Peloni. Then it is considered Kiritut, because she can outlive that fellow over there, and therefore it's considered she has the ability to, to cut away. Similarly, the Gemara's question on our case. Our case is what? On the condition that you die, you have a get. That's not considered a kiritu because it's dependent in her. So therefore, forget about the refutations that we made because the case won't work from the uh, Kippur standpoint, but it won't even work from a Gitin standpoint because it's not considered a kiritu. So comes the Gemara and says, uh, the fourth scenario. Again, we're three lines on the bottom. Ela, the case is, Be'amarla, harezegitech, Good. He tells the, one of the wives that he's making the condition to that this is your get on condition that what? That the other wife does not die. Which means, if the other wife does not die, so then already there's going to be a divorce. So therefore that's good. So if the non-conditional wife does not die, so the conditional wife is divorced, and there he has one wife. The E meta, and if let's say uh, she dies, which means if the conditional wife dies, ha 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 So you have the original wife. So therefore, seemingly this is the uh, scenario that works. The Gemara says no. There's a problem in this case as well. What's the case? Gemara says like this. Vedilma, maybe, Maita Haverta Bepalga Davoda. Could be the non conditional wife is going to die in the middle of the day of Kippur. Ve'igle miltalim afreya, and it's going to come out retroactively. Ve'gita dehai lav gitahu. That the get to the conditional wife is not a get. Because the get was only given al-minat shelotamut. However, once uh, the uh, other wife dies, so now already that means the get was never hal retroactively. Because uh, she, she, uh, the condition was not fulfilled. Because the get is only a get al-minat shelotamut. However, she died. So therefore, since she died, there's no get. So technically, from the beginning of Kippur to midday, the Kohen had two wives. He was married to the wife that died. And now that she died, the other wife is not Megureshet. And therefore, retroactively. And therefore, technically, he served on Kippur with two wives. And therefore, the Kippur And therefore, he served with two wives. Now, the Tosfot Yeshanim asks a question on uh, this last scenario. 
The Gemara refutes it by saying that maybe the non-conditional wife is going to die in the middle of Kippur. If that's the case, retroactively, the conditional wife did not have a get. And therefore there was two wives, while he had two wives while he was serving. So the Tosfot Yeshanim asks, what did you have to say that maybe she's going to die be'emsa avodah, or be'emsa yom? The Gemara just could have said that she's going to die after the avodah, but before the end of Kippur. Would you just say she's going to die one hour before sunset? And then again, retroactively, he was married to two wives. Why did the Gemara specifically have to say be'emsa, in the middle of the day, palga de yoma? So the Ritba wants to answer that, in truth, the avodah really lasts to the end of the day. So there's really no gap between the end of the Avodah and, uh, you know, Kippur. So therefore, since the Avodah usually goes to the end, so therefore, it could not have said that she died after Avodah, but while Kippur was still there before sunset. In any event, the Gemara continues and goes to the next scenario. Gemara says, Ela. We are on the... Second line. Ela de Amar la Harezegitech Almenachetamut Havertech. So the Gebara says the case is like this. He tells the conditional wife that this is your get on the condition that what? That your friend, me, the other wife, is going to die. Now, if the first one dies, which means if the non conditional wife dies, so then already it is a get. So the Chaura, you're not going to have anybody. The Kuwait is not going to have anybody. Now, if let's say the one that received this conditional get dies, in that case you'll still have the first wife. So there is a scenario in this case over here where it works out. Again, if the lady that received the conditional get dies, so you still have the first wife. However, as we pointed out, that in all the other scenarios, this case does not work. Now, uh, obviously, uh, this case over here is uh, questionable. Because the whole purpose of giving the get, right, is to make the condition, is so the Kohen Gadol will not have two wives simultaneously. So therefore, how did the uh, Gemara even think to bring a case over here where it's, it's, you're not going to have a, uh, a, a wife at all? But in any event, the Gemara is going through the, uh, the, the, uh, the process. So the Gemara again says like this, Ela, second line, Maybe the non-conditional wife is going to die. And the conditional wife is Megureshet. They're not going to have a wife at all. So the Gemara comes along and says, no, new, new understanding. You're giving two conditional gates to both wives. How? To one of them, That you're divorced on condition that what? Your friend does not die. And to the second one, he says, That this is uh, your get on the condition that you do not walk into the Bet Knesset. Any Bet Knesset, the synagogue, he puts a stipulation on her. So now let's uh, figure out exactly the scenarios, how this works out. Basically there are three possibilities uh, that can happen in this case. Possibility number one is Shelotamut Afahatmanashim, where nobody is going to die. Now, in that case over there, if nobody's going to die, since the condition of the Gemara was Shelotamut, uh, you're divorced. So therefore, obviously the conditional wife will be divorced, and the uh, other wife is going to be uh, married. Now, how is she going to be? Married, she's going to have to fulfill the condition because the condition was you're considered divorced on the condition that you don't walk into the bed Knesset. So she'll just walk into a bed Knesset, and therefore she will have marriage, and therefore he's married to one, one lady. So again, I just review that again. In this case, if both of them are alive, it'll be a good scenario. Why? Because 
the conditional get was said, Haberta, she didn't die. So this conditional lady is divorced. Beautiful. The other wife that the condition was made to her that your divorce so long as you don't walk into a Bet Knesset, so she'll walk into a Bet Knesset. Once she walks into a Bet Knesset, she's married retroactively from the beginning, obviously. And therefore she was married, he was married on Kippur. Scenario number two is um, one of the uh, wives died. Now, let's discuss uh, the, okay, you want to go that way first? Let's say the wife, uh, the, uh, the conditional wife of the Bet Knesset dies. So if she dies, so very good. The first one is uh, not divorced, because the condition was, But once the other wife, Haverta, dies, so therefore she is not divorced, he's married, beautiful. Now let's go the other way. Let's talk about the case where the conditional wife of Amenat Shelotamut, if she dies. So if she dies, so the other one will just walk into the Bet Knesset, and you'll have a, uh, a wife. So basically in three scenarios, either if they're both alive, or one of the two die, the Kohen Gadot technically is legitimate, because he has one legal wife, during the service of Kippur. Comes the Gebaran and says, no, we have a problem. What's the problem on this? Maybe the other wife is not going to die. Huh? So that's good. In the sense that one of them will be divorced. However, But she is not going to walk into the Beit Knesset. Now if she doesn't walk into the Beit Knesset, So now if he was divorced from both, he's divorced from the conditional wife because the other lady is still alive. And the second lady, she didn't walk into the Bet Knesset, so her get is also hal. So how could you guarantee that she's going to walk into the Bet Knesset? The Gibran is assuming a what? Maybe she won't walk. And he's not going to have a wife at all. So the Tosfot over here uh, says, Tosfot over here says like this, Force her to go into the Bet Knesset. What does that mean? In this situation, we've got to fix the Kohen Gadol. And it's all hinging on what? Because she doesn't want to walk into the Bet Knesset. So he says that since uh, ladies are atzlaniyot, that ladies by nature are lazy, she's not going to go in by herself. And we might not always be around, you know, we're in the Bet Mikdash. we got to now make sure she walks into a Bet Knesset. You're not always by that second wife to make sure that she's going to go into the uh, Bet Knesset. Some want to say that why don't you force her to go into the Bet Knesset, which means uh, push her in there. The Gemara is giving it as if it's on her volition. She might not. She might not walk in. You know what? In that case, over let the Betin go along and say we need the Queen Gadot to be married over here on Kippur and force her in. It's not going to be good because if you look at the lashon of the condition that he made, that halezegitech, that this is your condition on the fact that what that you will not walk into the Bet Knesset. It's mashma that we're giving her Option. options. Which means, if you're telling us now that we have the option to force her, so that wasn't the condition. The condition sounded like it was up to her. Up to her. Right? She had her free will. I mean, if you want a, 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 a get, you know, just don't walk into the Bet Knesset. Now, if you're going to force to go to the Bet Knesset, that wasn't the, uh, that wasn't the condition, which was mashma that it was really according to her will. In any event, the Gemara now gives yet another scenario. The Gemara is actually going to give the final seventh scenario that is going to be the uh, final answer. Ela, Gemara says, again, two conditions. To one of the wives, he said, You're divorced in the event that the second wife does not die. And to the second wife he said, Which means the Kohen Gadol tells his wife, and the stipulation is not on you anymore. It's on me. You're divorced on the condition that I will walk into the Bet uh, Knesset. Now let's see how this scenario works out. Which means, if the lady that the condition was made to, that what? 
Okay, so, so she died, doesn't matter. So the other wife is alive. Let the Kohen Gadol walk into the Bet Knesset. Again, he's in control. And therefore, it will not be a get. They'll be married. And if the lady, that the condition of the Bet Knesset was made, so therefore the other wife was, is, is not divorced, because it was Almenat Shelot Tamut. Right? So therefore, since the other one died, there is no divorce, and therefore, Hakaimaha. So comes the Gemara and says, My Ikalememar. What more is there to be said? She's the Gemara is trying to say, Do you have a problem with this case? Which means the Chaura, we solved all the uh, dilemmas. So the Gemara says, No, we have one more dilemma. Dilma Maita Chaverta Bepalga Da'avoda. Which means, maybe the lady that the condition was made to the Bet Knesset, that, that your get is a get, uh, unless I walk into the Bet Knesset. So let's say that, again, Dilma Maita Chaverta Befalga Da'avoda. Gemara asks on this final scenario, Dilma Maita Chaverta Befalga Da'avoda. Again, we repeat, maybe the lady that the Kohen uh, divorced on the condition that what that they married until he walks into the Bet Knesset, maybe she is going to die on Kippur, in the middle of the day. Now, if she dies, bottom line, they were married for part of Kippur, he was married to that lady, and the conditional wife, they were also married, because once she dies... It's But once she dies, that other wife, so that means he was married retroactively to the conditional wife as well. So bottom line, he has two wives on Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, Gemara says, no, we have an answer to this. If he sees... That that lady is about to die, meaning the wife that he said, you're not divorced until I walk to the Bet Knesset. If he sees already that she's about to die, what will he do? So he'll walk to the Bet Knesset. A Kohen is Zariz. We're not worried he might be lazy and not walk in. We trust him, he'll walk into the Bet Knesset. By walking to the Bet Knesset, what does he do? He causes a divorce. And therefore, once she does die, to the other wife, he was married to only one wife on Kippur. And the Gemara And therefore, it'll make the get on that wife retroactively that they were divorced already from before Kippur. And therefore, he only ends up with one wife.